Today on CityCast Philly. Just over a year ago, the Philadelphia 76ers announced a new plan to build a stadium in the fashion district downtown. Since then, it's pretty much been nonstop controversy. The Sixers say they want a modern new stadium where they get to control their schedule. But some community groups like in Chinatown say they don't want a stadium in their backyard. I'm speaking with a reporter about all of the highlights of this back and forth and what decision makers could do in the coming months. It's Monday, August 7th. I'm Trinae Marie, and here's what Philly's talking about. Jordan Levy, general assignment reporter at Philly Penn. Welcome back to Speakouts Philly. Thanks for having me, Trinae. There has been so much drama about building a new sports stadium downtown. But before we get into the latest in this saga, let's go back to the beginning. How did this all start? What is the Sixers Center City Stadium proposal? Well, this all started out on the 21st of July last year when the Sixers made an announcement that they wanted to build an arena on Market East between 10th and 11th Streets. So this is like the fashion district exactly where it stands today mm-hmm. for the bulk of the fashion district would be part of the site and it would stretch back to Cuthbert Street basically so that initial announcement was met with some excitement some encouragement some officials without any hard stances being made and mostly because folks knew that in the coming months there would have to be a pretty serious community engagement process from the Sixers From the jump, they promised a groundbreaking community benefits agreement, and the number attached to it has always been $50 which is the largest for projects of this scale, I think, in the city. So their promise is that it's an unprecedented promise in Philadelphia. They they, they pretty much stand true. The unfortunate part is that as the months went on, there were a few media tours with reporters at the site, and there were a few early meetings one-on-one with different groups in and around Chinatown, as well as other communities like Washington Square West. And by November, December, there were claims that there was more community support, particularly in Chinatown, than there really was. And this was really proven firmly in December when the first public meeting with language access into Mandarin translation took place at a restaurant in Chinatown? I remember that meeting. And I remember speaking with Billy Penn's Dania Henninger about some of the results of that meeting. Jordan, I have a a quick question. What's in that community benefit agreement? The fascinating part is a year later, that is still fairly amorphous Mm. because it still has yet to take shape through consultation with different members of the community. So the top line number was announced as a bucket with which they could negotiate. One specific purpose for the money that's already been drawn out is the fund towards black and brown owned businesses to help prepare and compete for contracts within the stadium, food, concessions, janitorial services, stuff like that, Um, as well as construction. They want the project to boost diversity in the building trades. That's been another stated claim. But so far, from what I remember, the only specific points in the community benefits agreement, the only concrete allocation is a $2 million fund to help prepare small businesses logistically on an organizational level to compete for contracts within the stadium. Otherwise, it's all up to negotiations. 
Okay, so the Sixers debuted this plan about a year ago. Since then, we have seen various groups and various people weighing in. Okay, can we break this down? Who is in support of this plan? And then who opposes the plan? Um, In terms of specific groups that have come out in favor, the Building Trades Council, that's a wide panoply of building unions in the city have come out for this. For instance, the IBEW, the Union for Electrical Coworkers, the Local 98, put out a flyer around the time of the May mayoral primary that basically said, build 76 place on it, and implied support from the candidate that they were backing in that race, Sherelle Parker, who did go on to win that primary. So right now I would say different Chamber of Commerce groups have been in favor of it, including, of course, the African-American Chamber of Commerce. I mentioned them because along with the announcement of that $2 million fund for black businesses, there was a press conference held that included quite a few black clergy members, black clergy in the area. And the Sixers have been frequently touting the support of those clergy along with the congregants. I think I saw one bit of marketing that said there were like 13,000 congregants represented by the group of pastors that were assembled at that press conference in March it was. So that's that's a few of the folks who have been vocal in their support for 76 Place, the at least working name of the arena so far. And Jordan, who is opposing this plan? A big group is Comcast Spectacor. This is the organization, the sports and entertainment arm of Comcast, which owns Wells Fargo Center, where the Sixers are currently housed and will be at least until 2031. And outside of that, the bulk of anti-arena opposition has come from community organizations, business organizations within Chinatown, and groups largely on the progressive left, but not in every case also, more just left-leaning nonprofits who have decided to join in with residents, business owners, advocates in Chinatown to oppose the plan. Um, And I think this coalition was represented most clearly in a march on June 10th where a couple thousand folks came out and marched through Chinatown down to City Hall to make the case that folks did not want an arena. Jordan, it seems like the entire city Business owners, community groups, clergy has an opinion on this issue, but there are some important decision makers who are still undecided. No doubt. Most importantly, council member Mark Squilla of the first district is undecided. He's most important here just because councilmanic prerogative, a tradition we have of letting district council members, members who represent a specific district, have the final say over development within those districts. Mm-hmm. Because of that tradition, this is almost almost all falling on Squilla's head. Mayor Kenny expressed some favor for a development like this, you know, without fully getting on the bandwagon. He's a bit of a lame duck right now, so the question is really moving forward. And the pertinent fact right now is that a few different independent studies on the design, the community impact, and on the economic impact of the arena are still being conducted. They're being run by the Philadelphia Industrial Development Corporation. So basically, all elected officials are holding their their opinions until those studies come out and have a bit more of firm footing to stand on when it comes to making their choice. 
Otherwise, of course, the other elephant in the room is Sherelle Parker herself. Some of her fiscal and political backers have already made clear that they believe she would approve the project if she were elected to be mayor in November. But she has not said anything on that front. Have we heard anything from Republican candidate, mayoral candidate David O? To my knowledge, nothing that really falls outside of the elected official norm, essentially the wait and see, let's get these studies back in front of us. Recently, there was news that the Sixers would help pay for those impact studies. And I just want to remind our listeners um, that WHYY had reported back in April that Mayor Jim Kenney announced that the city was planning to do those independent studies on the impact of such a large sports stadium in the fashion district. And the city really wanted to get clarity on what this could mean for the community, traffic, economics of it all. But Jordan, this was set to be independent. (laughs) And that's like the key word. So it was surprising to me to hear that the Sixers wanted to pay for it. Just about anyone will tell you, at least on the Sixers side and on the city side, that the studies are still independent. The reason the Sixers wanted to pay for it is because from the jump, they've said no public money should go towards this project. That's informed a few other moves they've made, but that's also the reason why they offered to, and the city accepted their offer to pay for the studies, the consultants that will be hired and have been hired for two of the three studies already. Of course, folks in Chinatown and advocates for the neighborhood or anti-arena find it quite suspicious. It's already been stated that they can't trust the integrity of these studies since the Sixers have funded them. But it is fairly common, especially for developers who tout the fact that they're not using public money in their developments to pay for these kind of things. They kind of want to make sure that that promise can be as thorough as possible. And so I think this is an instance where, for reasons that I think... (laughs) make perfect sense looking at it, folks who are opposed to the arena will find it a bit fishy. And it's also, to my knowledge, standard operating practice in a lot of these situations. What have the Sixers done to try to win support for the project? That is a a question that the, the answer can really vary by neighborhood. At this point, I think, like I mentioned earlier, around last November, there was some implications that support was stronger in Chinatown than it really was. So that was a bit of an overstep and a misstep. And I think the Sixers have really acknowledged that in a few ways. So the the motions are quite tentative in Chinatown, but there have been Zoom meetings held where just with residents of Washington Square West as of late and appeals to other neighborhoods that will be impacted that are in Chinatown. In Chinatown specifically, there actually, to my knowledge, has not been another public meeting held with language access since last December. But there are plans, um, especially with some recent announcements the Sixers have made, to continue community engagement. And I think that'll be critical as the community impact study, which will interview members from all these different neighborhoods and people in the area, people will be affected. So I think it makes sense that their rollout of these events more will be more frequent as the study is conducted heading into the fall. Since everything is aimed for the fall, they want to have all of their I started in T's crossed by then, which includes engaging with folks who would be impacted. So looking ahead, what has to happen for this project to get the green light or to be scrapped? At first, the Sixers wanted to have all the zoning variances through council 
by the end of June, by the end of this session of council, but just passed. But that didn't happen because of the community opposition. So now they're postponing that to the fall, still fairly, not a long postponement, quite honestly, because they want to be able to have everything ready to start construction in 2026, I believe. So right now, based on when those impact studies come back, which is anticipated to be in the fall once council is back in session, folks on both sides of this issue will be looking squarely at Mark Squilla to see his choice. Practically speaking, the first hurdle is getting council member Squilla's approval. That said, he's made a few different promises. That means any choice wouldn't be immediate after those studies come out. That, of course, depends on a few different factors, but one important wrinkle is that Councilmember Squilla, even with saying he'd be waiting until the studies were released, also made a few different guarantees to community members, once again, not just Chinatown, but other surrounding communities and areas, that there would be 30 days at least to look over any legislation he would sponsor that's connected to this project, and there would be at least one public community meeting with regard to the legislation. So those are a few points that as a reporter, I'm planning to be in and around the mix for those meetings, for those conversations to see how that first most important hurdle is cleared. From once Willa gives it the okay, between union support, business support, and ostensibly the support of different officials, if they follow the standards of councilman prerogative, which is to not oppose in a move like this. The only other thing that might be able to scratch it would be a, a, a starkly anti-arena um, mayor, but even in that case, far from, from likely, and the comments Parker has made, once again, along the lines of most officials, which is wait and see, have not indicated that she'd do anything of the sort. All right, that was Jordan Levy, General Assignment Reporter at Billy Penn. Thanks so much for updating us and for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you. It's been a good time. You can read more of Jordan's reporting on this particular conversation in Billy Penn. We'll have a link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Five designs for Philly's new statue honoring Harriet Tubman were revealed last week. Billy Penn reports these five semifinalists were chosen after advocates pressed the city's Office of Arts, Culture, and the Creative Economy to issue an open call for ideas. Now, Philadelphians can share their thoughts and vote on which design they like best in an online survey that runs until September 1st. We'll have a link in our show notes. And pumpkin spice season is back. Yes, I know, it's still early August, but NBC Philadelphia reports that 7-Eleven is selling drinks with the seasonal flavor. You can grab a pumpkin spice latte or a coffee. I love fall, but this is way too soon. Let's continue to enjoy summer. <laughs> Check out the Hey Philly newsletter for more Philly news. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.